Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates every single day. People who make this such an amazing place to live, work, and play. We have a great show today. It's going to be kind of focused on tourism today. One of my favorite uh, topics. In the first segment, we're going to be talking to Moby Solange from the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies and uh, Ocean Adventures. And in the second uh, segment, we're going to talk to Milton Segura from Coastal Mississippi Tourism. But before we go to Moby, let me share a couple of things with you. A friend of mine posted this. I do not know the source but I just thought it was terrific. And it talks about empathy in the community, but it says this, it shouldn't have to happen to you for it to matter to you. I think that's a really good one. It shouldn't have to happen to you for it to matter to you. I think uh, having empathy in the community is really important. And we try to talk about those thousand points of light all the time, all those people in coastal Mississippi volunteering their time to build a better community, helping to fill gaps in the community. Believe me, the people who uh, who I talk to who volunteer so much of their time, uh, it did not necessarily happen to them, but boy, does it matter to them. What, what, a, what a terrific way to say it. Here's one that was, that was uh, posted by a friend. It came from Inspiring and Positive Thinking. And again, don't know the source, but uh, it's, just a, it's just a good one. Here's what it says. I wish that children didn't grow up so quickly, that dogs lived longer that coffee was free, and that more minds were open. <laughs> I love the more minds were open part of that because in this day of social media, man, oh, man, it's, a, it's just a, it's a wild west. I actually uh, listened to a podcast this morning, really, really good podcast that talked about someone who actually worked for Facebook talking to, to former employees of Facebook, and I'm going to talk more about that later, but Wow, do they have a tiger by the tail and they don't know what to do about it. It's a real, real serious problem. And uh, again, I'll continue to talk about that because it's something that's really important. Now, without any further ado, let me move over to my dear friend, Dr. Moby Solange. He's the president and executive director of the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies and also has Ocean Adventures, which is a really important uh, attraction here in coastal Mississippi. How you doing, Moby? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Looking forward to the interview. It's good, good to uh, good to catch up with you. Look, one of the things I do, I got some videos from you um, about releasing turtles, and I, I saw where uh, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nusk Gunner, game had none guesser. None guesser. I know him well. I just just literally blew saying his last name. I knew him when I was over in Louisiana. Came over. We'll talk a little bit about that and. Um, you know, I saw, I, I, one of the things I did is I went and searched, um, the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies and I wanted to see sort of how you guys are popping up. Okay. So I did very different ways to do it. Okay. One, I did top attractions, top attractions in Gulfport. You were number one. Then I looked at like parks and attractions. You were number one. Then I looked at best cheap things to do. (laughs) You were number one. And cheap's a bad word, but that's the word they used. And it's, in this case, it means less expensive. But uh, affordable, affordable. Yeah, that's the word they should use actually. But that literally is directly from TripAdvisor. Um, 
But you know what? It's so interesting. You guys have really amassed a following there, and uh, you're, you, know, you may have been a best-kept secret for a period of time, but you're not anymore. Do you feel the activity there? I think it's been terrific. Uh, uh, as we were talking earlier, um, you know, last year was a little tough year, but I think we made, uh, we made through it. But uh, the last couple of months have been incredible. It's like pent-up demand. People have been sitting at home. Uh, now many of them have got vaccinated. They got some money from uh, the stimulus. And uh, uh, boy, we're having summer crowds. I mean, there were some weekends. It was like 4th of July. We, we didn't have enough people to serve them. And so um, it's been incredible. Uh, we've been uh, very, very blessed uh, that uh, people are supporting us. And I think uh, you're absolutely right. We are affordable. Uh, we have a, a very unique program, a very interactive program, and uh, uh, we just cannot accommodate uh, the number of people. And, and for example, we don't have any road signs, we don't have any marketing, we don't do anything, and uh, people just keep coming in droves. Well, you know, the Internet's a powerful thing, and TripAdvisor is especially powerful. So when you perform well there, it really helps kind of you know, you know, sell the wares, so to speak. But let's remind people for just a second, because you have a very interesting organization, sort of Ocean Adventures is sort of the retail front to your organization, and the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies is complex because you have a lot of different things that you're doing, including being part of the Stranded Network. So why don't you kind of give people a quick overview of what your organization's all about? But yeah, I mean, uh, I've been here 40 years on the Gulf Coast. Uh, and I've seen this uh, uh, this business change uh, in the 70s and 80s. You're either an entertainment facility or you were a research facility like a university or a mom and pop or environmental groups going on the beaches looking for stranded animals. What I've done is very unique. I've combined everything under one roof with different uh, facets. And Ocean Adventures is the window telling us, th the general public, what to do and to become better stewards. Uh, we do research uh, for the wild population. We do strandings to see the cause and effect of uh, animals dying, then rehabilitation to help in the restoration and recovery. We have a very strong education program. So all of those things have been combined under one umbrella under the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies. It's a nonprofit 501c3. So when people come here, they feel that they're contributing towards a purpose. And everything that we do is what we make learning fun. And our offering is very interactive. You know, when you and I were growing up, we used to see animals in cages. Then they became habitats. And now people want to be in the habitat. And so that's what we are providing, which is really the next trend uh, beyond seeing animals uh, through cages or uh, uh, through a fence. People want to swim with the dolphins, we can go and swim with the stingrays and sharks. And that experience uh, gives them, you know, really the closeness uh, that uh, to nature that they can. You have a great collaboration with uh, Mississippi State. You uh, have a, essentially a veterinary hospital there. You are able to do all kinds of study. And one of the, you've done incredibly important work as it relates to the Bonnie Carey Spillway opening. And as you said to me on numerous times on shows that dolphins often often are the canary in the landmine and it can they they signal the health of an ecosystem 
and we were able to really look at the dolphins and really understand biologically and otherwise the uh, stress that was put on the ecosystem by the Bonnie Carey Spillway, which is one of the reasons why Billy Nungester visited you recently. Tell me about that. Yeah, that that was incredible. You know, I get a call from the lieutenant governor of Louisiana wants to come and see me, and I'm just saying, well, why would he want to see me? And uh, but I think uh, uh, Billy Nungester is an incredible person. He uh, is really very down to earth. He understands he's from Plaquemine Parish, and he wanted to understand the ramifications of these diversions, which are going to be in those parishes. Uh, the Mid-Barataria Bay Diversion and the Mid-Britain uh, Diversions, which could have a catastrophic effect on Mississippi. And so they have all these computer models telling them everything in 50 years will be just fine. Well, what we have is an experiment that was done in 2019 with diverting just a portion of the Mississippi River. And uh, we had almost $500 million to a billion dollars of damage in our fisheries, our economy. And that's an existential threat to the state of Mississippi. And so he came to see what we do. Uh, we have a very unique perspective on things. And uh, uh, he was extremely impressed. And he's asked me to participate in some of the activities uh, in Louisiana because he is now firmly against uh, uh, the proposed diversions. He thinks that there are other options that should be looked at. Uh, because the way of life is going to change. Uh, these are diversions that uh, over the last 30 years, they've had several diversions that have not worked. How is it that the new one and a bigger one, uh, which would be even more devastating? So I think uh, there's a lot to think about. And he wanted to have uh, a personal uh, view uh, and experience to understand what we were doing. And I think it was very positive. Well, just so that people who are listening to the show, uh, just at very, very high level, we know we heard the word Bonnie Carey Spillway. Essentially, the spillway is opened uh, near Lake Pontchartrain, and it uh, essentially allows water to be diverted from the Mississippi River. It would actually go into to Lake Pontchartrain and then into Lake Bourne and then eventually into the Mississippi Sound, and that would then help protect the city of New Orleans. And, and so this, this uh, sort of historic multi-openings of the, of the Bonnie Carey Spillway gave us the chance to really understand what happens when you dump all of this fresh water into an ecosystem, an estuary and complex that typically does not have that. It's a very sensitive body of water. Now what they're talking about is uh, diversion projects further down the, uh, the river that would that was essentially do the same thing that Bonnie Carey Spillway did, and that is pump a lot of water into our estuary and complex, and it would be just really damaging. Hey, we'll finish the part of that conversation when we come back from break, but this is Moby Solange from the Institute of Marine Mammal Studies, and we'll see you after the break. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. And now, and now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, South Mississippi Boat Show on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm having a, a great conversation with my old friend. I say, you know, I say old friend because we've been friends a long time, haven't we, Moby Solange? 30 years. 
a long time. I've watched him go through so many iterations. And you know what? You're, you're resilient. And I, I, I say this to, to, about so many people that I come in contact with through this show that have kind of stood the test of time. You know, through all the you know all the disasters that we've had to face here, and the most recent one, of course, the being the pandemic. But you do learn to be resilient. We're we're masters at bouncing back, aren't we? Yes, sir. And you're a master at bouncing back. <laughs> and what you're what you're trying to do as it relates to the Bonnie Carey Spillway, and as it relates to these diversion projects that are that are at least being talked about further down the river is you're trying to say, let's not create another disaster that we have to bounce back from that could have who knows what kind of impact on the long-term health of the Mississippi Sound in particular. But this is not just a Mississippi issue, is it? Is it? This is a Louisiana Mississippi. It's not like Louisiana doing something to us. They're concerned about it too, aren't they, Moby? That's correct. I mean, uh, the Plaquemine Parish uh, City Council voted against this uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, I think Bernard Parrish is going to do the same. Uh, it is going to radically change uh, a lot of things. And people need to understand that Mississippi, Louisiana waters are connected. There's an artificial line that says this is a state, but the, the fisheries don't recognize it. And the fishermen don't recognize it. They go back and forth. And uh, uh, we are, as, as both states, need to really uh, pool our resources together and make sure that the 31 states upstream that send all their agriculture, industrial, and sewage waste to us, do something to mitigate it. We shouldn't have to fight this alone. And so uh, there's a lot at stake. Uh, we are very proud that as an organization, as an institution working with Mississippi State, have become leaders in the United States in this particular field. Well, so, you know, the bottom line is the Institute for Marine Mammal Studies is a far-reaching, complex organization that you've built it into, and there's a there's an educational component to it, there's a research component to it, there's a lot of communicating that you have to do. What you've learned over the years, people seek your knowledge, and that, of course, is why Billy Nungaster came over and paid a visit to you. Um, so let's get to the retail side of the organization. Uh, you did send some terrific videos, some up, uh, late, latest videos. You had a turtle release re recently. You had uh, some videos of people who are snorkeling with the stingrays. The, the dolphin interactions continue to be extraordinarily popular. But, you know, you, what else is coming? <laughs> well, you know, we, we've got lots of – I'm not finished yet. You know, we, we want to connect uh, students from uh, North Mississippi. Uh, to South Mississippi so that they can afford to come down uh, to the state and enjoy. That has been a biggest schism that I've noticed in my you know, almost 50 years stay in, the United, in this part of the world, that people in North Mississippi have not connected. And we need to get those students, and so we're building dormitories for them, ecotourism, so they can come and enjoy nature, uh, provide them with the very secure uh, facilities. And I think uh, those are things that I have in mind that will come to fruition, hopefully within the next 12 to 18 months. And again, if you notice that uh, uh, even the Speaker of the House was intrigued when these uh, cold stone turtles from Massachusetts couldn't be saved in Massachusetts were sent to us to be taken care of. And uh, keep in mind, these are long-lived species and uh, a hatchling has only one in 10,000 chance of becoming an adult, and saving an adult and putting him out there is restoration. And so he brought his grandchildren, 
And that resonates now. He says, well, people in Jackson don't realize the importance of what we do. And so I think uh, those are things that uh, uh, will make a difference in connecting the entire state. You know, I talk a lot about dreams, you know, and I, I remember when I used to go to, when I was a kid and went to Marine Life, I looked up to the people who worked there and I always, you know, I, maybe that was the day of Flipper or whatever, but I wanted to be one of them. I, I, I fell in love with coastal Mississippi from sort of a, a, from the water perspective. And I wanted to learn more about it and what are the species and it affected me. And it's one of the reasons that kept me here. And when I look at pictures of kids who are, who are at ocean adventures, who are engaged, you know, you have such a, a great program for young people to learn. And then I think about the chance we had to connect, as you pointed out, this dream you have, to connect areas of middle and northern Mississippi to this organization, there's no telling the seeds that you're planting when you do that, Moby. I bet you can tell lots of stories where kids have been impacted in a way that literally changed their career choices and where they went in their lives. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. There's the, there are two young ladies that got admitted to the vet school this year. Uh, one is a high school uh, student. Uh, Dr. Leatherman, who is an ENT specialist, his daughter was uh, volunteering with me, taking care of stranded animals. She applied to vet school in a pre, you know, uh, it's a special program where you don't have to go through your four years of college, you get admitted. And if you have good grades, you go right into uh, the vet school. And then there was another young lady working in the education department because of her work here, got admitted to the vet school. So. Uh, those things change their minds and careers. Uh, what I've done is, I think, if you notice, bringing nature close to them, where they can swim and interact and touch and feel, is a different uh, feeling than you and I, when we were seeing them through glass windows or sitting in a, a stadium and waving. And so uh, up close and personal is where I think uh, the trend is. And that has much bigger impact than videos or watching things from a distance. You know, we're coming to the end of our time together, but you know, one of the things I remember most about uh, sort of looking behind the scenes at your organization is the amount of energy and the amount of investment you guys have in like your salination equipment, you know, the, the, the work you do to make for incredibly clear and safe water for the animals to be in. Tell about that real quick. But yeah, it's a 24-7 operation. I mean, uh, uh, these animals have to have a, a, a really good, consistent environment. Uh, we manage their salinity, their temperature, their pH, all the uh, environmental factors. Uh, uh, and, and so we have an incredible staff uh, of varying uh, expertise from PhDs to DVMs to ecologists uh, to psychologists. So these are all people that are involved in the care of these animals. And I think we've learned a lot. What we know about these animals in the wild is from studying them under our care. And so IMMS has been a really unique operation. Uh, we are very thankful to our congressional folks, our state folks, our agencies that are supportive of our efforts. And the work that we have done has helped them better manage our resources. You know, when I, your, your location is on Cowan Road over by the Industrial Seaway. And when I leave my house and go visit friends in my boat or go to have dinner or lunch in my boat, I always ride by there. And I, I can't help but slow down. And I'll, when someone's with me, I always 
slow, almost actually I'll come down to almost a complete stop and say, you know what that is? And I'll start to explain it to them. And for the, the, actually the, the, the canal, there's a great perspective because you can sort of see each stage of your operation as you kind of drive by it. But there's always this beehive of activity up there. And that, that's probably got, that's got a, in terms of your overall vision to create this thing, this marriage between research and education and this opportunity for people to really see how, how fortunate we are to live in coastal Mississippi. Uh, when you see all of that kind of fitting together and that beehive of activity that I just referred to, it's got to make you feel really good. Well, I'm really blessed. You know, I'm, uh, I'm very thankful. I mean, I, I came to this part of the world with almost nothing. And uh, uh, the, the community has uh, been good to me. Uh, the folks in Washington have been good to us. They recognize the importance of our uh, state, our ecology, uh, the sensitive nature. We have the nation's largest dolphin population, a critical habitat for the most endangered sea turtle. So there's a lot that uh, was not looked at. And I think I helped many of these uh, uh, movers and shakers focus on it. People like you have uh, focused and zeroed into telling the community this is important. If this goes, there's no reason for us to live on the coast. And uh, every one of us always works so hard so that our children and grandchildren would have a better place to live in. And so that's what we do. And I'm, I'm extremely proud that, you know, my daughter has been with me since she was like a teenager and has pretty much uh, been taking over a lot of my responsibilities. So I always keep telling you it's my good looks that has gotten us this far. <laughs> oh, that's probably a lot of truth to that, but she is, she is one talented young, young woman. I enjoyed uh, meeting her and, and I enjoy knowing her, but listen, we're out of time. I will say this, that the thing that always connected me to your organization is really that understanding that, that the porpoise that we have here, like you said, the largest population in the world here is the canary in the landmine and what we can learn uh, from them by studying them. Uh, all the research that you're engaged in can help make sure that our kids and our kids' kids and their kids will be able to enjoy this incredible Mississippi sound that we have here, uh, right here at our doorstep. So, Dr. Moby Solange, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Thank you so much for having us and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. You bet. Hey, next time we're going to take a tour. We're going to take a radio tour of your organization. There and you uh, love you first. Look forward to setting that up. We'll talk to you soon. When we come back, we'll have Milton Segarra. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.